welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about the convergent evolution in which all games evolve into Sonic Adventure Battle 2. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. And today we'll be talking about how to end their career in ice hauling and how all the pieces of the Radcrawl Extended Universe fit together. All right. Another week. Another episode. Well, you know we don't do these weekly. You don't do these weekly? No. We barely do them every other week now. <laughs> I've, I've been doing it every week. I don't, oh. I don't know what you're talking about, James. <laughs> the secret, the shadow, the shadow podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> shadow hack and roll. Oh, nice, nice. It's the, uh, our Sonic. It's our Sonic podcast. <laughs> We decided not to call it yeah. Sonic Hack and Roll. Yeah, Shadow Hack and Knuckles. <laughs> Sonic Hedgehog and Roll. Shadow Hedgehog and Roll. There we go. Yeah. It's our, it's you, our Shadow the Hedgehog podcast. Please. We actually technically have... It's it's one podcast, but it has a hero and a villain path. <laughs> so you, you have to Choose your own adventure podcast. Yeah, it's like Sonic Adventure Battle 2. The, the Chow Garden of our podcast is really great. Well, I googled Shadow the Hedgehog, and there was a game called Shadow the Hedgehog for the for a Sega system that is just sh- Shadow the Hedgehog holding a gun, <laughs> and that is the like that has grim, to be grim, fake. dark. Sonic. Is that real? That I'm pretty sure it's real. real. <laughs> it's the grim, dark Sonic universe. I didn't need to know about. I knew, I knew that there was he's Sonic holding is a, a gun werewolf. in front of an explosion. Oh my god! See, he's a werewolf. Who'd- yeah, there's Sonic is a werewolf in one. Can I quit? Is it too is it too too late into this podcast to quit? I'm done. To quit the podcast. I'm, cl- I'm you know what? I'm sh- I'm shutting down Shadow Hack and Roll. No, um, well, I'm I'm not I'm, shutting down Sonic so, Hack and Roll, so you can still stop, have the heroic. Stop Hack and Roll can keep going, but our spin-off Shadow the Hedgehog podcast has our to stop. Our spin-off, our spin-off. <laughs> I'm done the, with that. The truth is if you talk about anything ever uh it's it is puns about sonic because sonic has just the most general terms (laughs) Uh, i'm willing to die on this hill everything becomes sonic eventually yeah exactly sonicization so crabs and sonic oh are there there are yeah there's little robot crabs jump on crabs there's totally crabs in sonic this is thrilling content i'm sure there are crabs in sonic i told you you don't remember these crabs? I have. I don't know that I've ever. Uh, I have not played most Sonic games. It actually appears that someone has combined Crab Rave with Sonic the Hedgehog two. Hmm. Uh, crab meat. Is I, and I'm, I'm not going to click on any of these other things because I don't trust the Sonic fandom <laughs> at no. all. No, 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 no. They're not. No offense. No offense to to yeah. Sonic fans you know in the audience. Did. But it's it's not. <laughs> we need to talk about games. Yes, I think we should. If we had transition sounds, one of them would play right now, but we don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we were going to talk about a little bit about my game because I mm-hmm. have started to uh, write is really a uh, too strong a word for what <laughs> I've done, but stare at this word document or this notion page uh for a while um and and 
start my brain processing how to do this. And so I have some thoughts and I have some it's questions. It's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Writing is yeah. terrible. And then we were going to talk about the uh, the the <laughs> Rad Crawl extended universe. Yeah, it has spun out of control and like is like like Sonic weird. So, yeah, like oh, without oh, any rings, is, is 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 Rad Crawl spi- spilling rings everywhere? It, they're bouncing all over the place. Um, and then I have I have maybe discovered my Rad Crawl hack. Oh, perfect! Yes, of yes. Using using many of the parts from your other Rad Crawl games. <laughs> Um, which is thematically appropriate. Perfect. So. That's the whole goal. That's the whole goal. Yeah. 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 So, so let's talk a space between. Yeah. So okay. So really, the part that I have left mechanically to write. Yeah. Uh, that has been plaguing me forever since the very beginning is how to end, and I to remind people originally the way that the game worked was just that you would earn a certain amount of money and then that would be it. <laughs> and there was really no ending. It was just the currency was in there as a way to stop you from playing forever. And then you you run past a sign that has Robotnik on it and it spins around in circles and then it's Sonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and But it has evolved. I believe, I don't know when the last time we talked about this, probably a while ago. Um, but I believe it was actually you, Brandon, who pitched to me this idea that instead of having the the ending of the game be sort of just like a "Hey, you've earned enough coins or cu- a currency, stop playing." <laughs> um, that what if we did? What if I did like a point buy sort of ending? So, oh right, at any point you can. So the, this is the way the game works now. You are doing your cycle of going out into space uh, or splitting up. So one person goes out into space, one person stays on the planet, uh, earning money. And at any point during play, after the first, I think you, I think I'm gonna say you have to do the. There's a training mission, and then they're gonna have to do one more. And after okay. that one more, at, at any point, they can, you can stop. end. Um, it's your it's your choice to end the contract. And then from that point, you'll pull out this sheet or card or whatever that is the ending uh, mechanic and spend the currency you've earned. Okay. And And this, I believe, came from those those memes that it's like a screen of five by five Pokemon. It's like buy one of these for one dollar, one of these for two dollars, ten bucks. Pretty much. Um, (laughs) that, That actually would explain why number six on my list is Charmander. I which I have been so trying consistent. to I have been trying to figure out why Charmander was on this list for so long. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That, that actually explains it. You just had to say the idea to me and I was immediately uh, like, "Yep." And I have zero so, recollection of us talking about this <laughs> in this context of a space between, but I know a Pokemon meme when I hear one. <laughs> so, things that I have on my list right now Okay. The, from the last time we just did this, Charmander are things like Charmander, uh, of things like uh, you can spend one to uh, make sure that one of the people in your family never has to work again. Spend okay. a couple to choose your retirement location. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend one to make sure to pass along some inheritance to a to a child. Uh, okay. Spend a couple to share an experience, like maybe take someone out into space, or you guys go on a cru- a bunch of cruises or something like that. Travel Europe for a while. Um, 
couple to uh, uh there was one of the options that were down was spend some coins maybe an uh, uh, like an x kind of however many you'd like to spend yeah. to uh in charitable giving to make sure that other people don't have to experience the hardship that you did yeah um great number six on the list is charmander, <laughs> charmander seven of course. Is <laughs> so i need to like obviously i need to refine those um but the question i have is do we think that the best way to do this is so obviously i like i want see for the majority of the game players are split up in their sort of non-diegetic game decisioning or yeah yeah. so they they have they have the the diegetic in-game role-playing moment of deciding which route to choose uh, and they have a, they do that as a conversation, but ultimately, non-diegetically, not in the game role playing, the hauler has the final choice of where they are going, and yeah. the the lighthouse has all of the choices of whether to spend the money to make their life better during the time that has passed on Earth. Um, so largely, players are making separate uh, decisions, and I really yeah. want this to be a group choice activity. Okay. And so I, I was going to say, uh, I could see this working very easily that like you're like bouncing back and forth between. Yeah. The two of you. So that's you, I think it sounds like you don't want to do that. No. So I, I want this to be like, well, I, I guess that's sort of my question is like, what is the best way to do that? Because obviously I, I don't know that. I don't know that you guys all. Because so, for, so, yeah, so I don't know that, uh, that you everyone agrees. Both players agree on everything is the best solution. Mm. Um, okay. I had written down that you would go back and forth and one person would make a choice, spend some currency, and then the other person would ask them questions to sort of clarify. And then okay. they would get to spend and the other person would ask questions to clarify. But that okay. feels really back and forthy. Yeah. And I don't know that that's necessarily the best. I want this to feel like you've spent all of your time apart and now you're spending your time together. So make a choice together. So maybe I so, do want them to, to maybe, I mean, I do want all the choices to be. So maybe what it looks like, so maybe what it looks like is, uh, is you, you sit down, you've got your list ahead of, in front of you, you've got your little square. You're like looking at that $3 Pikachu and you, uh, start like talking through and going like, like this seems like it could be a good choice. And like maybe one person can ask the other, what does it look like that we got this? Mm. So like one person is deciding, yes, we're making sure James, you and me are playing. And I decide James, you're not working again. And the way I do that is I say like, uh, let's get this one. James, what does, what does that look like? And then you describe the scenario that un- unwraps from that. Yeah, I wonder if even like, or like a sort of like a step before that, do I want to establish some sort of like a, a, a ritual type thing where one of the players says, would you, how do you feel about spending some of our savings on X? Yeah. And then if the other person says, sure, they can then have to ask, establish a, a, a fact about it and then ask the other person to establish a fact. Nice. Um, totally. But they could also say no. Um, yeah. I do want some ability to like, this is like the, the part of the game is that I want, I want the world. So I, I really do want an ending where the characters are not 
together anymore. <laughs> because yeah. because I think that, that that could happen naturally. Totally. And so maybe there's just like a, I mean, so maybe there's just like a small rules paragraph somewhere that says just figure out <laughs> how you're dividing your uh your uh your currency, your savings, if you decide not to stay together. And then just make decisions and then tell the other person how your life went. But I like the idea that it's that it's always like, a, how do you feel about doing this? Or like somebody proposes it, the other person yeah. says yes or no. And then you, and then the person who, who proposed it then maybe establishes some facts first. Um, and, and then we bounce, you bounce back and forth until you've, you've settled on like what you think that looks like. Uh, because I really like the idea that you would say like, wh- you would have to sort of go through the process of establishing, okay, well, you're not going to work again and then uh, ever again. And also, yeah. uh, and then like later then you have to establish, oh, well, the other person is also not going to have to work again. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like one thing that could be really slick here is making, is having the player, making the player standing there and, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, is having rules that outline that the players are there, like that part of the discussion of getting the thing is how they are together or not together in that moment. Mm. So like, what does it mean that you never work again? It means that, uh, that you're able to like come out with me to the garden each day. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. And like, and so then if, if we are separate, what does it, and so like, that's like a wonderful Mm -hmm. togetherness thing. If we're separate and you don't work again, it means, uh, that like you, uh, get in, you get in awkward situations where like, uh, where like, oh, you've got to, you're, you're going to sell the car and get like a new car. Uh, and it's like, oh, my name was also on that, uh, on the, on the, the, the documents for it. And so you've got to call me and we have like a little, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, of course I'll swing by. And so just like having like a, like tossing in a detail of the characters together or not each on each of those times. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. That's really cool. Um, I think I like, yeah. How does that, how are you, how are you together? And what does that, what does that look like? Um, it means that everything has to be in agreement. Um, I do really like that in a, in a world where, uh, the game is ending where the characters are not together. Yeah. You could still do things like you potentially, you could still do things like if you, if you sort of are amicable, you would say, maybe I want to spend, maybe we've, we've divvied up the savings, but I decide that I don't think you should have to ever work again because yeah. I was the ice hauler and I put you through some stuff and, and I feel bad about that. And even though we've parted ways, I'm going to give you more of my money uh, so that you don't have to do that again, ever and again. And then it's interesting to go like, and what does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. Yeah. And like, how, how does, how does the fact that we're not together look different from, Mm -hmm. from just the situation on its own? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like this. So I think that really solves my question of like, how do I make this interesting Check. (laughs) and not like, how do I, how do I not make this just two characters or two players like bouncing back and forth, spending money, but like stopping to, so like 
the process is somebody pitches something. So maybe it's like, um, so, okay. So one of the questions, so, uh, so I need to know, like, what does it mean? Uh, how do they, how, how, what is it? How are you together or not together in that decision? Or, or like, I'll find some better way to word that. Cause I think that's yeah. a little bit confusing, but I think that the way that the ritual works is like player one or player a, um, proposes spending some savings, some savings player, player B, uh, agrees or, uh, rejects it. And maybe like, maybe the way that that works is that it's not like, Maybe there's like degrees of, of rejecting. Like this is where like this could end up. <laughs> I, I can't decide if, if this this could end up being like the the most me- mechanized part of the whole game, and I don't know that yeah. I love that. But I okay. like so. Yeah. Um, so then you roll a d twenty. <laughs> yeah. Then you roll a d twenty. No, but I, like I wanted to say, like I want for like for like state game player safety reasons. I want yeah. the I want a player to be able to reject an idea and then it's off the table. Um, but if the, if it's not, if it's just like the character pushing back, then it should be like they reject it. But like maybe we can talk about it later. <laughs> and I think. Then... I think there's also like you can design for for rejection. You can design for a player or a character not wanting something that doesn't get into like x card style territory okay you know like like if someone says um i want to make sure that like you know i want to to do whatever i want to go have us travel in space the me suggesting that and you saying like no i'm not interested in that as a character as a player as a character is one thing as a player is another thing and as a like hey i don't feel good and safe yeah is a third thing you know, mm. and so like and, I think, in general, and like this is this is a me branded philosophy, not a general all game philosophy. Yeah, uh, is you design for the player and the character, not for the safety. Okay, because the I, safety is something you should have your own system for. That yeah, is like above and beyond that. And I do. As soon as so maybe comes, I don't. And yes. you do. So to that extent, I don't need a rule for that. And then as soon as because as soon as safety comes in. We don't want to be thinking yeah, what is be, our new subsystem. We, we want, want to be thinking pull out what and is engage our that, rule. that safety system that we already use. So okay, exactly. So maybe just it's just like okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Does that make sense? And like that makes like a ton you know, of sense. Uh, ideally, the players are interested in the decisions yeah. being made. Um, like so, if you're saying like it would be boring for us to go to space, then it's like would it <laughs> yeah okay so maybe it's so the so the okay so jumping back to that the framework is player one uh player a proposes spending some of the savings player b agrees or rejects and explains why um player a then gives some detail about what they think that looks like or so i guess so who should be the person answering that question how do they um how does it how does that look what does it look like with them together or, or like how does it bring them together um should that be the player who proposed it or the other player? I could almost see player A proposes it. Mm-hmm. Player B describes it. Player A talks about their presence or lack of presence. Okay. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I think so. So that, so that you're kind of like not, so you're kind of like not violating like that. You don't define your own problem. Yeah. You know, like, so player A is defining the problem of like, what does it look like that we are, like, what does it look like for us to do this cool thing? Because like, we yeah. chose vacation. What does it look like? That like, what are we doing? We're going to space. Because uh, like I, I, my thought is like if player A has a really clear vision of what like the retirement location should look like, like they have yeah. this cabin in the woods that they've pictured, they've talked about probably. Um, yeah. And then so they propose, hey, why don't we spend some of our savings on picking the right location? It's this cabin in the woods. And then the player B says, oh, yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. And it would look like this a little bit. And then player A then fills in the how, what does that look like with us living together? Yeah, that's like kind of that my thinking. Because like, then player A can even say, like, uh, oh, we found this cabin in the world. Like, they can describe as much as they want. Yeah. And then go, like, do, what do you think of that? And then player B can say, like, when we go there, this is what happens and how that is and how that feels. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, okay. you're also two people that are creative people that were interested in playing this game. There's no yeah, way yeah, yeah. that you're actually doing this. And and ABA the, fully style. And the ground and the, yeah, the grounding of all of this is that you've established at the beginning of the game what you think your end retirement will look like. Yeah. And so this is sort of the let's just go back and say we're not going to say you just get that because yeah. you've spent time apart, your lives have been colored by experience. You're different yeah. people than when you established that. Like the, the, the even the players are different than when they were established that. Um, yeah. And so I like that. So it's a little bit of just like an ABAB um, of proposing something with some de- a description, accepting or rejecting it, and explaining why, and then establishing some facts. Um, player B then or player A then says how that what that will look like with them together, and then and sort of what they think about that, and then player B colors that a little bit more. And then we're done. Yeah, with that spending. That and sounds we, and good. Then, to and me. then the next player gets to propose something. And maybe it's yeah. not like so linear as uh, dictating that player A has to spend, has to always, has to propose, and then player yeah. B has to propose next. But it's just like go because I think it should the be person sort who's, of free form. Yeah, like the person who's going like, yeah, this is the thing that I want is player A. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, and also I think that really works because so much of the game up until this point has been separate decisions yeah. driven by the game in a very specific order. Yeah. And this is the players making a decision together in a sort of amorphous order because now yeah. they're together. They're no longer like separated that. by the the mechanism of having to haul ice to make money. Yeah. And then you've got the structure there and if people don't want to do the structure they won't do the structure. Yeah, sure, and that's fine. Cuz like think. Like, let's be honest, if you and me were playing it right now, we would follow the structure, but between each of those A and B points, yeah. we'd be talking through and coming up with new fiction and everything. And, and like, I think this is going to be, like, the rules for this will be sort of non-diegetic, like, you're, you're sort yeah. of, like, this whole, the whole game lives in this weird world of, like, it's maybe <laughs> happening, but it, maybe it's not, I'm not clear on whether you're not, you're role-playing at this point, and yeah. I've sort of tried to give some indication, a lot of my playtesting was I gave people no instructions, and then just saw where they role-played, and so, like, a whole scene that I didn't intend for to exist occurred, because people just started, like, the whole conversation about 
where which route you're going to go on. Now yeah. the game says role play a little scene around your dinner table or something okay. like that to just make yeah. a decision because given no guidance, that is li- what like literally everyone Everybody did. did. <laughs> and so I just said, "Cool, that's in the cool, game that now. Must be great. <laughs> that's uh, this is the way that it goes." And so like awesome. I think this this sort of can live in this this sort of non specified world of role play through it if you want, yeah, or 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 not as much as you want. Yeah, because people will make that decision for themselves. Regardless, it'll anyway, be yeah. different. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, I think that gives me a much clearer. Now I just need to sit down and make this list of like, what are people going to spend money on? Yeah, uh, to Caterpie. make their lives better. Yeah, Caterpie. Yeah, but uh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's awesome. That really solves the mechanical flow of that. Now I just need to do the writing bits. Yeah, I feel like that'll be. I feel like that'll be fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because it has that. It has a little bit of that. Uh, I like the um, there's the ritual nature of like when you finish a game yeah. of, for the queen, you go around and everybody answers the question of like, would they defend the queen? And I like that kind yeah. of like let's summarize all of our characters and our experiences by answering these questions. And this is sort of that sort of very ritualized. Let's let's decide how what this all looks like based off yeah. of the money we look like. It's super fun. That that kind of stuff is really interesting. Uh, Thank you, LARPs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's that. I actually, I do even have some, uh, I, I pulled, I pulled the, uh, there's a whole section in my safety mechanics of like space is hard on yeah. debriefing and like spending some time oh, after the game yeah. is over and like stepping out of your character's head and talk about how the game went and talk about your like, yeah, talk about the character in the third person. Don't role play them. Don't slip back into the character. Yeah. Talk about the decisions and 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 the like the the, the <laughs> Lots nice thing. Of thank you LARP today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the nice the one of the nice uh things about it is because of the cards. Yeah. There's um I don't explicitly t- like so. There's no rule that says you can't show your cards to the other player, but I have okay. found that largely people don't, and and also just because yeah. you're sitting across from each other at a table, um, you kind of have all your cards near each other, and because you're weaving them into a story about what happened, there is a thing that happens naturally at the end of the game where players want to see what the prompts were. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. so there's kind of a little bit of a uh, 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 a natural debrief built into it where you stop yeah. being the characters and say, "Where did hey, this wait, what thing was come that? from? <laughs> yeah, what was that card? What happened yeah. there? What did that say?" Oh, and you great. talk about the the game, and it's just like it's nice. Yeah, it's just nice that it worked out that way because I am not a safety mechanic expert, um, but I think that it helps. Yeah, and and like uh, obviously safety is extremely important, um, and I just want to like make clear. What I'm saying is that, like, uh, in, like, in Pasión de los Pasiones, demand what you deserve, uh, is, it is telling someone to do something. And, like, games where you're telling someone to do something, you're taking some control from their character, all of that, uh, can, like, threaten safety, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's, like, some, there's option to not do things, no matter, essentially, no matter what, because you are your character, you get to make that decision. But, like, the it shouldn't my theory is that it shouldn't have the safety mechanic baked into that because the safety mechanic is more important than that yeah and so like the safety mechanic comes in at a level above the basic rules i think that makes total sense that's that's my feeling there's there's people that disagree and people you shouldn't that, be thinking what's the right what's the how does the safety mechanic for this part of the game work 
Yeah, you don't like, need what, to, you shouldn't be trying to remember how each of those safety yeah. mechanics works differently because that's not the point. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for that. That was very helpful. Good. Um, James, so, I want to get a Charmander. What's that look like? Um, we go <laughs> we go to Professor Oak together. Obviously. No, I mean, what does a Charmander look like? Oh, it looks like a, a kind of a, a red a red boy with fire. Oh, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Uh, it makes it makes going out into the tall grass safer. Yeah, and it it looks like um it looks like both of our trainers appearing at the beginning of a fight next to each other, and then two pokeballs come out. Yeah, but and only says, one uh, Charmander. You're fighting Ace Train Ace Trainer James and Ace Trainer Brandon. Yeah, yeah. See, and so and we had a couple little things in addition to the ABA on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So let's shift gears. And talk about huh. rad, yeah. Ah, ah. Ah. Sonic Racing. Sonic Racing. Yeah. That might have been, have I played a Sonic Racing game? I feel like there is there is a Sonic Racing game, right? Yeah. Team Sonic Racing. Team I feel Sonic like I have Racing. played Team Sonic Racing. I have not played Diddy Kong Racing. Really? I know I've not played Team Sonic Racing. Well, I, the, really the only Sonic game I've ever played is Sonic Adventure. And Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Well, the ones that matter. I haven't played any of the 2D ones. Really oh, the 2D runs. ones are actually really good. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, anyway. Oh, they're kind of so very good, basic though. level. Very I don't understand what they are. What, what do you mean? They're I just don't understand them. They don't look like <laughs> they're a Mario. Right they're Mario Brothers. Like they're Mario. They are Mario Brothers. go brother. fast. Yeah, they're Mario Brothers. They're too fast. fast. No, it's fine. And, and they're Mario Brothers, but you can be a circle that's invincible, I basically. I don't know. I don't think that yeah. feels true. <laughs> it is true. Let's talk about uh, the Red Crawl Extended Universe. Um, so sometime between the last episode and today, uh, I planned out the next five years of my game <laughs> design life. Yeah, really locked it in. <laughs> really, really just fully locked it in. Uh, and uh, And I am making... This set of uh, card-based fantasy uh, games that all have shared stuff and yeah. are shared universe with a kind of intention that you can move a character from one game to the next uh, and like swap things and intersperse them and use items from each other. Uh, and it's very video gamey. You you really said. This Power by the Apocalypse thing is good, but... <laughs> but I'm going to eliminate literally everything from it and do nothing related to it ever again, which yeah. is not true. I, I do want to do... I, there's other games I want to write that are PBTA, but th- this is when? the in, hardest in six swing. six years when you're done yeah, writing six, all of your retro games? Exactly. Six years from now, right? XOXO. Uh, no, but like, you know, uh, the I decided that I needed... A, a change of pace in terms of like what my game design looks like. And I want to be able to like goof around and make something that is just a fun thing that can be inserted to a game without needing to think about why or how. Uh, And so like I started working with kind of like toolbox style games and goofing around and going like, what would my ideal D and D experience look like? Because I'm constantly doing that because inside of every game designer is their heartbreaker. 
And I've just decided that my heartbreaker is is a roguelike that is also a racing game that is also a like romance dating game thing that is also football. And the, the, you just combine them all. You just combine all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, saying that out loud, I don't sound excited about this, but I'm actually extremely excited about this. It has been awesome. Um, and so, uh, basically, like the cards that we were talking about last uh, last episode, I've continued to expand out and see like how I can put them together in new, interesting ways. Um, and yeah, so I'm trying to remember what we wanted to talk about with this. We had a specific well, idea. so I wanted to talk about like. How, so like, uh, you, like, so you, with, with something like Powered by the Apocalypse, yeah. you could take a playbook from mm-hmm. one Powered by the Apocalypse game and you could sort of shove it into another Powered by the Apocalypse game. And with a little bit of tweaking, you could maybe make it fit. It would probably take a little bit of work, but it like yeah. has some of the same game structure because you have moves and you have features and they're sort of sort of standalone pieces. Yeah. But they are like, they all do have customizations and stuff like that. Um, versus like Magic the Gathering cards from different sets literally work with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So where on that spectrum do you see Radcrawl happening? Is this more like a game oh. system where there's, where it's, it's the same uh, parts in theory? Or is it really designed to be able to take like an equipment card from the racing, like Diddy Co- Diddy Cobalt Racing, and put it into like we talked last time about the Diddy Cobalt Racing and Rad Crawl being very interchangeable. Yeah, potentially even yeah. like two halves of the same game. But like for these other games that are using the same engine, how much do you expect it to be like immediately, literally transferable? My intention is that they are essentially fully transferable. Um, and I'm, I'm going to change one thing in what you said. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have the same engine. It does necessarily have the same assets. Okay. So what does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? So like if a, let's say a card has strength plus one. Yeah. In rad crawl, it means when you roll your 20 sided die, you add one to it. In the football game, you're rolling and looking for hits as opposed to rolling 20-sided dice. Okay. So a strength plus one means you roll one more strength dice because the way strength works in the football game is your stat is the amount of dice you're rolling. So kind of tags and tags can, can then be interpreted differently. Yeah, basically. And like, so for Diddy Cobalt Race, so like if something says, uh, if you move your full, like for Diddy Cobalt Racing, there's, there's a, there's an antenna that you attach to your car. And when you go full speed ahead, uh, it builds up charge so that if someone hits you, it hits them with electricity, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you apply that to uh rad crawl or rad rush, your football game, right? Then it's if you use your full movement to go fully straight forward, straight forward. And so, like, I'm going to try to write the rules in a way that you can basically take any ability from any game, but apply it to any other. 
Hmm. There so will kind be of, some stuff that's funky. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have like it's sort of like the equivalent of like punch card programs. Yeah. Where, where then each card is interpreted by the programming language of the specific game slightly differently because they're using yeah. all the same variables, but to different ends. Yeah. And like it's kind of slick. I, I think it's gonna. I think it's slick. I'm. I'm pretty happy about it. I gotta say. And like how the things work. Like if something increases your movement by one, cool. It increases your movement by one. We can apply that to any of the games. Yeah. Um. If something affects H- HP, will probably be relatively similar to each other. Although how it works, like what happens when you hit zero, will probably be different. Like in our in our football game, we want a character to hit zero HP. And then, like, be out for a round, like you know, and then yeah. get back up. We don't want we in in rag crawl. We want someone to be dead, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah uh, or maybe maybe even like characters in the football game when they hit zero have to be like carried off the field or yeah, like, go yeah. off with the medic. As a and like then we want, but we want their position to be full again. Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because we want subbed in exactly, um, and like. We want to be able to use all the different cool things. We want we want someone to be playing football and have an awesome huge broadsword because that's rad. <laughs> uh, and so like that's kind of so what I'm trying to do is basically just work out how those different things roll differently and everything like that. Now I'm imagining, <laughs> I'm imagining a player <laughs> taking <laughs> taking a dive, being like, "Oh yeah, this guy's down to zero HP. Really." I didn't think he was that low. He's definitely that low. <laughs> well, he's, we're going to take him off the field and replace him with someone we're, else. We're going to take him off the field. <laughs> That's a red card for you. <laughs> I didn't even hit him. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a weirdly lot of a lot of shared kind of language between a lot of these games that you're thinking about. That yeah, I think is like, very I, interesting. There's like. I've been trying to think of like what are the things that that can't that if I put it in as a rule it won't transition well. And so like things where uh where I'm like specifically changing the speed paths in Diddy Cobalt Racing or stuff where you're like getting points. Yeah. In the sports one. But that are, like changing speed paths sounds like running routes in a in a football game or an american football game totally and so like you can you can like in terms of increasing or lowering people's speed and stuff like that that totally makes sense uh it would be like it's being told in your skirmish combat game that you can take a tighter turn is not I mean, especially is probably not especially but relevant. that could just be that 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 card is less useful Exactly. And so like just making sure that the cards have something that's interesting and works in all the games, like and just basically making it so that those cards that have effects that are really specific to their game are uh, are like a little bit better on the normal stuff that everything applies to. Yeah. And I wonder if you couldn't get around some of that by just saying like like having like if you knew that for Rad Crawl, there where the which is the dungeon diving game that there yeah. were just going to be features of like movement type features from the f- the football game and the racing game that yeah. were just not going to apply. Yeah. Then you could either say 
these are characters who are going to do many of these things. Mm -hmm. And so if the character in the dungeon finds the cool steering wheel, like the golden steering wheel, (laughs) it's not going to help them in their dungeon dive, but they, the the player might want to hang on to it uh, to bring Mm -hmm. over to their next racing game or establish some kind of a trade in system. Cause we talked about there being like stores in the map that maybe you can like trade in your items for. Cause that's a very, that's a very roguelike feature. Yeah, definitely. And so maybe it's like, okay, I have this steering wheel. I don't actually think my character is going to, I don't think I'm playing the, the racing game. So I'll just trade it in and get some, get some, uh, something else instead. Yeah. I think, and I think there's totally space for that. You know, it just, it's like, like, you can have a thing that is rare, like the, the rare golden steering wheel and isn't useful, but is useful in the sense that it is worth a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because like, frankly, uh, the racing game probably doesn't care how much something is worth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're racing and at the end of it, your cart is essentially destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, I'm kind of I'm goofing around with that. I've, I've got um, like I made my the, first card. James made his first card. The it is now possible to just make cards. I'm gonna. I need to figure out a good place to put those links so that anyone who wants to can do it. Um, although obviously, like right now, I've got just my bad design on it. I don't have any actual visual design on it. Elspeth is helping me out with some right now. Um, now that I but, have the files, I might take a crack at it myself. <laughs> um. And yeah, so like it's just kind of goofing around and building stuff. I since since last episode, I have made uh, a card a day every day except for one. So I have twelve new nice. cards uh, plus the a monster energy card that I threw together on a whim <laughs> because of a joke someone made, and a big Fanta card that you I also get a made. Baja Blast card. Yeah, I got it. Just a I drink, gotta. a drink based sponsorship deck. Yeah, that, that that blasts people. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I made so a Skyrim easy to make. card. That is just the <laughs> you, game Skyrim. You only kind of made a card. It is arguable that you did not make a card. Yeah, it doesn't really because it doesn't work. <laughs> it sort of works. <laughs> what what benefit does it provide of any? Uh, kind? I mean, if you roll pretty well, a guard yells at you, <laughs> and if you roll too well, you get beheaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the game that I, when I, when you listed out all the different things that you thought Radcrawl might power in the future, um, the thing that struck me was that the version, like the, the hack of Radcrawl that I'm interested in is something like, um, Murder Ball, I believe is the name of the game from, uh, Lita Battle Angel, which is a racing game although it is it is sort of roller derby style so you're not you're not in a car you're moving around on roller skates you're also pretty explicitly just always doing uh like a a circle or an oval you're not like it's not like i mean i've been imagining weird track yeah i've been imagining um uh the diddy kong diddy cobalt racing being more kind of uh formula one style. style yeah pod racer style um so this is like very specifically you're going around in circles, but also there is a basketball of some sort. The basketball <laughs> itself is a weapon. Um, okay. So, the bas- well, so it can use it can use the football uh, weapon uh, enchantments really yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll probably <laughs> have to be a card itself that starts somewhere 
on the field, okay. and then you literally pass between players as you yeah. throw it around. But then it also gets it gets dunked into a, a hoop uh, as part of that. But then there's also just weapons and attacks, and it's lethal. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds. It sounds like all of the technology is there. Right yeah, now. yeah. So that's what I want to do, and I might start thinking about that. Yeah, do it. And like you can, you can if you want to make cards, you can start doing it. If you want to start writing down rules, you can start doing it. Because like the great thing is the what I'm really liking about this is that I have enough in place for the core system to be built upon. Yeah. Well, you know, like I've not written anything down, but it's like it's very it's very D and D. You know, it is a D and D. And it's and it's and because it is. Because the game elements, like the cards, are this central piece. Yeah. As I, if I spend time slowly writing elements for this game, there's a good chance that like those elements work for the other games first. Like, so if I've only made yeah. two murder ball game cards, they probably work in the in Rad Crawl, or they probably work in in the, one of the other games. So. Totally. And like, uh, each of those games is also going to have like a system for creating your character and stuff like yeah. that. Like yeah. rad crawl. I think you're going to be basically like a uh, gaining feats and like writing those on your D and D style character sheet and getting upgrades for your team. Uh, DKR. I don't fully know if there's going to be advancement, but you're going to be choosing a character and choosing a cart tuning. Uh, what tuning your cart, potentially tuning Making your cart. Faster. I could totally see that. Um, Raising and lowering it in in your sports wheels. one you're gonna be like you know sports one you're gonna be choosing your team like making your team and choosing, choosing what kind of characters have definitely choosing your mascot giving your players stats all of that stuff equipping your characters between games probably uh and so like all of those things they build on each other you know yeah uh, yeah and so if if, if like if I have two weeks and I'm like, oh, I'm super into this sports-based one and I do stuff for the sports-based one, then when I'm ready to play test, I still have two more weeks of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even my stupid uh, <laughs> even my stupid Mountain Dew and Fanta thing, they're playable. Yeah, well, and they also make you think about here are, here were, here were some I very made some very specific tags or code code words or whatever for this yeah. joke or for this one game how would i interpret that now that i've shifted my brain space back to the other game totally and like there's there's no reason you couldn't have like a little you know index card conversion guide that it's like oh i'm using a lot of the i'm using the sports and the rad crawl together if i'm hitting someone with an enchantment from the sports game then it might say like, "Oh, you add an extra point when you get a when you get a point with this," and it's very easy to just go. You do one more damage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, I love the idea of it. Like a character that you play as a single character in Rad Crawl could become just one of like fifteen characters that you play on a sports Rad Crawl game. Sports that is ball, sports fully, Rad Rush. It is fully. It fully works because your character would just like you'd probably use a slightly simplified version. Maybe you I mean, could really, theoretically you just, keep all your features. Like really, you just take. I mean, at the very base level, it's just like you're carrying the name over. And yeah. And if there's, any, you're just looking and saying, do they have any enchantments or anything that would apply here? And I mean, same six stats, same HP totals, probably. Uh, I wasn't even thinking that you might even it's, that you would stat out each of the the, the players individually. 
Oh yeah, you've got here's my my current plan for it is your character sheet is six squares that basically have a little mini character sheet in each one. Like a basically like okay. a character sheet as a like a like an NPC block almost. Um and it has places that you put dice down. Uh that like represent basically how rested that character is. And so then like you're using I think out of those six characters you, you're moving three of them a turn. And so the three that you don't move get more rested for the next turn so that they can do more. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a fun little thing, but it it will be perfectly easy to say like, "Hey, we're playing, we're going to play the sport. We're going to play it against the GM and we're going to put our player characters as the people on the team." I think it also that works out really nicely as a way to say that whoever is GMing doesn't have to, or like even the players in total don't have to sit down at the table and say we're playing this game or we're playing yeah. that game. Like if you want to, if you wanted to write a dungeon, or like if you wanted to write a, an adventure that was work your way through this dungeon until you find your way to the like at the bottom of the dungeon dive is a bunch of sewers which you are then going to race through, and yeah. then at the end of the race is a sports field. And you then could you're gonna do that. Like a sort of like D&D triathlon. Like you can that would be pretty phenomenal. flawlessly move <laughs> between between the games. And your equipment would continue to work. Yeah. From one round yeah. to the next round to the next round. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty uh, interesting. I like that a lot. I feel like that's like I, I think it's gonna be really it's gonna be delightful. And uh I so like my, my the basic the MVP version of Radcrawl requires uh, like a dungeon is five rooms, basically. Well, five encounters, probably with like a little shop or something in between at some point. Six rooms starting with a Sudoku box. Six rooms starting with a Sudoku box, exactly. Where it's like three regular encounters that are kind of how you're getting your equipment. It's kind of how you're having, like you're losing a little bit of power and ability. Then you get a mini boss. And then you get a boss. And that's your five room dungeon. Uh, nice and tight. And so if you had three players in the party, you'd get uh, each player gets four pieces of treasure by the end of it. Yeah. Because there's four rooms before the boss. So four times three is 12 and I've got 14 cards. Nice. So we could theoretically play this game if I come up with (laughs) HP and monsters. And then obviously basically (laughs) D&D rad rush is broken up into two 45 minute halves and then a boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two four. (laughs) <laughs> and then stoppage time. You know, you know, I uh, I don't hate having a mod having a boss at the end of Rad Rush. <laughs> you're you're like you've got uh just like in the last like five minutes of play, uh an enormous monster comes out of the middle of the field and just starts wrecking everybody yeah, around. You still them. have to keep playing. You still keep playing, <laughs> yeah. But now Killing there's the monster also a is not here. Yeah, and destroying the Balrog is not, like, necessary. You just get uh, extra points. You get extra points. You get, like, yeah. a thousand extra points if, you, if you catch the Balrog. If you, yeah, if you can catch the Balrog and uh, and you aren't a turf, yeah. then uh, then you get a thousand extra points. Yeah, you catch it in a Pokeball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what you were thinking yeah. about. I was thinking about Pokemon. <laughs> not the other uh, Fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think this is good. I like this a lot. I like, I like, I like how interchangeable they are. I like that, yeah. that it's simple. I want to see it in play. I want to see the rules. I want to see it in play. Let's so do it. Badly. When are we making a, a red crawl actual play? <laughs> Live stream. Oh man. Yeah, I feel. I was gonna say. I feel like that would almost need to be a stream so that you can see the things moving around, right? Yeah, because it it is an in person. I think it is. On, I mean, you can virtual tabletop it, obviously. Um, but it is like it is a tabletop. I I think it would be a little weird to like do it fully theater of the mind. Yeah, um, no, you need maps because it's skirmishy for the for the 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 for the what's the word. <laughs> The thing that the cars go around, the uh, track. I... Oh my god! Theater of mind in the, the track. Now to quit. I lost the word track. Um, Theater of mind in the track would be awful, wild, and terrible. We like, still need to, unless you were super super narrative. We still need to st- to hang out in person and play this Fast and the Furious game that I bought because yes, I own it now and it is incredible. I I heard a, a review from somebody who played it and was like, "This game is really good. It's like really fun." So, and like I'm not saying that racing uh, with theater of the mind is always inherently bad, but like, uh, Diddy Kong racing theater of the mind would be a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he within? Is he within reach of uh <laughs> of, of my green shell? Like how close are you? <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> maybe we did great. I, I feel like maybe we've hit the end of this episode. So why don't we wrap up? I feel like we kind <laughs> of. We, I feel like we kind of answered both my questions of like, what does this game? What is your? What does the Rad Crawl game look like? How interchangeable are the pieces? And how do I write this conclusion section of my own game? Um, <laughs> I feel like we've we've sort of fully explored both of those sections. Yeah, we kind of have. I'm I'm the only thing that I'm like really torn on with Radcrawl and stuff is which game I want to try to get workable first. Yeah. I, I really thought I wanted to do Diddy Cobalt Racing. I think right. But like making the maps is gonna be so much more difficult than I have the skill for right now. And so I think Well if you have so here's the other thing is if you have an idea for that, I can take a crack at making maps. Cause I have done some map making recently. Yeah. But but I just mean like in terms of like the the requirements of making it happen in terms of like the map making in terms of like getting it easily playable by people is just higher true true, uh, true, true. even just in terms of like how much you can do at virtual tabletop versus how much you need a table in front of you yeah is a little higher but dungeon diving is pretty simple dungeon yeah dungeon diving is simple for. sports is pretty simple you know like i could we are starting could, football season. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's the way to go. Um, but one of those, one of those, and I just, I just want to, I want to play some rad crawl. Yeah. With like our friend group, and yeah. then just be like, all right, now let's play some <laughs> football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, we should do that. yeah. That's so, what I'm about. Finish writing this game. Everything I else off the table. Passion hey, can uh, wait. Pas- hey, passion's in <laughs> passion's in copy editing. That's it's good. uh it's essentially out of my it's not essentially out of my hands but it is no longer a source of of taking up a lot of hours <laughs> yeah that's good it's good except for tormented still course yeah, I was gonna say, except for the second part except for the second book <laughs> but that's gonna be much faster yeah now that you've got the yeah. the core of it you've you've exactly. learned so much 
I have, and and there's a there's a bunch of awesome writers for Tormentus as well. Yeah, and and you know what they say about writing? Of uh, once you've done it a little bit, uh, it just gets easier. Yeah, that's that's actually why it's Stephen King wrote so again. many books. Yeah, yeah, is he, that's a, he early on got a yeah check? Brendan Sanderson just figured it out, figured out the trick early, and then yeah, like, and then you can just check it off. Yeah, yeah, just pump, and pump and that's out. why George R. R. Martin has not Struggled, been successfully yeah. writing a lot of books. It's just that he hasn't written a lot of books. He's only yeah. written like what, like three books? Yeah, if four even, books total. And then he's yeah. like he hasn't found the thing that lets you write easy. It's out there yeah, somewhere if, though. If he would just write some children's books yeah. and just like knock those out, there, there we go. A book that I would have zero it. interest in reading because I, I, I don't need to finish yeah. that series. I YA books. I've heard YA books are real easy and kids <laughs> just love them. <laughs> that is not what I've heard. <laughs> uh, 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 that market sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so hard. <laughs> but... So, um, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there was something that one of us said in the last 10 minutes that people have there beef was... about. But if uh, but if you definitely have beef with us about any of the things we said in, the, in this episode, uh, or, or, or suggestions for other I, things I that Rad Crawl could do, if you have an idea for a card or a tag, uh, or if you uh, are imagining a racetrack right now, yeah, if you're imagining a racetrack right now, as you're listening to this, <laughs> um, hit us up on Twitter, uh, where together we are at Stop Back and Roll, and individually I am at and the Meltdowns, and I'm at B Leon Gambetta. Uh, relevant to this episode, I also am at Mutant Orchid, oh. which is where I'm putting out like essentially just very official Rad Crawley updates, as opposed to like my musings and thoughts and anything like that. And I'll, I'll probably toss the I'm going to toss the folder up because eventually it's going to be free to use my design and .csv to make your own cards. And there's going to be a license and everything like that. But if you want to get a head start messing around with it right now, why would I stop you? So I'm going to put the link to a folder up in there as well. Cool. Yeah. So people can check that out. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or at www.stopbackandroll.com. Or at tabletopmouthfeel.com. <laughs> Bizarrely, for some reason. Bizarrely, for some reason. Don't relevant to this episode. <laughs> Not relevant to this episode. I did uh, renew that domain, though. So it's still mine, and it still points to stopbackandroll.com. Thank God. Thank God. Um, I, I spent that... Uh, out of my own money, though, so it was that wasn't supported by Patreon backers. <laughs> but the rest of the show, <laughs> the rest of the show is supported by Patreon backers. People like Justin Hunter, Kettle and Clock, the You Trash Crew, Lieutenant Megan Cross, Larry Asmuth, Nick and Cameron Robertson, Spencer Austin, Jack Blair, and Jimmy Rogers. If you'd like to help support this show and future shows, check us out at Patreon.com/stophackandroll. If you can't support us financially, support our community by becoming a part of it. Come tell us about the games you've been working on, the track you can't stop thinking about, or throw cards out. If you feel like throwing out cards and seeing what people think of them, join our Discord at tinyurl.com slash Discord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. So as you are uh, fading in from black, you find yourself seated in the back of a cart. Oh and 
and and one of the guards says, uh, "This some, makes no sense to anybody. This makes no sense to anyone." Um, one of the other one of the other criminals says, "Watch your tongue. You're talking to Ulfric Stormcloak, the true king, uh, the true high king." Um, and as all that is happening, and you find yourself in the world of Skyrim, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. That made zero sense to anybody. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's great.